Let us pray. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. 1 Samuel 28.7 Heavenly Father, in moments of silence, when I am in between my present circumstance and my future promise, teach me to wait on you and your voice. I have made a conscious decision that when I desire answers to life's problems, I will not seek them in false mediums, astrology, psychics, or those connected to the dark arts. Instead, I will position myself to be in your presence and to hear your voice. I decree and declare that your word is my guiding light. I decree and declare that your voice has the ability to cut through any dark times I may be facing. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And because I'm connected to your spirit, I don't have to settle for ungodly and false spirits. I will choose to wait for you, Lord, knowing that as I do, my help will arrive at just the right time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Continue listening for an incredible Bible story brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Guidance from the Medium In our last story, we learned about Saul's latest pursuit to take David's life. David once again had the opportunity to end Saul, and with him all the fleeing and exile. Yet David's conviction as a man of God stood its ground. He spared Saul, and Saul once again repented and left David's presence. Now David dwells in the land of the Philistines, serving under King Achish. David and his men made raids on the enemies of Israel, pretending to make raids for the Philistines. In this story, the Philistine horde rises up against Israel. David continues to wrestle with his alliances, while Saul, now living apart from the Spirit of God, turns to dark arts to settle his weary and restless soul. Inspired by the book of 1 Samuel. Hello, this is Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our last episode, we saw that David's loyalties were tested as the Philistines gathered to do battle against Israel, and David and his men were among the ranks ready to attack. We saw how God prevented David from going into battle against his own people and protecting him from the consequences of terrible decisions. Today, we'll return to Israel to meet up with King Saul, and see what he was doing in the lead-up to this same battle. While yesterday we saw David seek God's guidance before fighting the Amalekites, today we'll hear how Saul turns to the occult for guidance. It is a final turning away, a terrible apostasy from God that will spell ultimate disaster for him. Let's now listen to today's reading from God's Word. The days grew darker and darker, War between the Israelites and Philistines raged like wildfire. Both sides struck devastating blows, and the spirit of both nations were growing dim. Valleys became swamps with the blood and gore of battle. Villages and towns were destroyed from plunder. 
yet the Philistines were great in number, and continued to bang on the drums of war against Israel. David still dwelled with his men, and King Achish and the two became very close. David began to struggle with his identity as a Hebrew while in the presence of Philistine friends. Though he did not slay any Israelites, his association with the enemy made him guilty. However, he could not return to Saul, for his mind was like a tempest, tossing him to and fro. The Philistine horde approached the borders of Israel once again. Saul looked upon the sea of soldiers with fear and trembling. Saul's mind had grown weary and tainted with hatred. His soul was tormented and unsteady. A subtle madness overcame Saul, and since God had removed his spirit from him, there was no rest. Saul had not truly felt peace since David last played songs for him in the throne room. It seemed like a hundred years since that time. Samuel, who was his guiding compass, had been long dead. Night had fallen, and the Israelite camp was quiet and dimly lit by torches. Saul walked to the outskirts of camp and fell to his knees. The only sounds were Saul's tears as he wept before God. He buried his face in the dirt, begging God to speak to him once again. Silence. He looked to the stars, listening for any semblance of God's voice. Nothing. Saul sought prophets, but there was no response. Saul waited for dreams, yet he was still met with nothing but torment. Saul arose from his bed and woke up his servant. Find me the necromancer woman from Endor, he commanded. So the servant departed to find her, and set up a meeting for her and Saul. If God would not respond to his prayers, perhaps another being would lend its ear. So Saul ventured a few miles north to meet her. A different type of darkness covered the city. A shroud of evil hovered over Endor like storm clouds. Saul disguised himself in a cloak to hide his identity, and traveled the alleyways of Endor with secrecy. Saul entered into the necromancer's home. The room reeked of spice and death. Saul uncovered his hood and looked around the room. Dead ravens hung from the ceiling, and incense burned under carved images of wicked gods. The room was dark and lit only by a few faint candles. There, in the corner of the room, a woman sat at the edge of her bed. She was equally revolting and intoxicating. She wore a scalding stare that shook Saul's spine. Saul stood a few feet away from her and whispered, I need you to bring forth a spirit for me. The woman remained silent and arose from her bed. She passed Saul and circled him like a lioness. You know that the righteous King Saul has banned all mediums and necromancers from the land. This could very well be a trap for me. The woman spoke with a smooth voice. She did not yet know it was Saul who stood before her. Saul clenched his jaw. As the Lord lives, I can assure you no punishment will await you, Saul said. He did his best not to stutter when he spoke, for even Saul knew that he was playing with unknown power. The necromancer stood a foot away from Saul and looked him in the eye. She was silent for a few moments, staring at Saul with an uneasy gaze. Whom shall I bring for you? she asked. Samuel, the prophet, Saul said. The woman took a step back and bowed her head. Her hair covered her face as she bent her neck forward. Saul could hear faint mumbles from the woman. 
She shook her shoulders back and forth, and her mumbles grew louder and louder. The woman began to shake uncontrollably, and a loud scream came out of her. "'You deceived me!' the woman shouted. "'You are King Saul!' The woman gritted her teeth and pointed toward Saul. "'I promise you will not be harmed,' Saul said. "'Now tell me what you see.' The woman's eyes rolled back with her head. She mumbled and jolted her neck back and forth. "'I see a man crawling up out of the ground.' She said, he is old and wrapped in a robe. The necromancer began to tremble and scream in fear. She had come in contact with demonic spirits before, but now she was dealing with the spirit of God. Saul fell on his face before the woman. He knew who she was seeing was indeed Samuel. The woman loomed over Saul, and the tone of Samuel came forth from her voice. Why have you disturbed me? he said. Saul looked up, still kneeling on the floor, and said, I am in great distress. The Philistines are overtaking us, and God has turned away from me. I am lost without guidance. What shall I do? Tears fell from Saul's eyes, and his hands were shaking. Why do you ask me? God has made you his enemy, Saul. I told you that he would take your kingdom from you and give it to another. Now you know it to be David. There was a silence for a moment. Saul began to speak until Samuel interrupted him, saying, Tomorrow you and your sons shall be with me, and Israel will be cast into the arms of the Philistines. Saul lay prostrate on the floor, and the woman shook her head and stumbled backwards. Saul's strength had departed him, and his face grew pale at the news. The woman composed herself and offered Saul food before he left. Saul refused, but his servants insisted, since his face was so pale and deathly. Saul ate in silence on the woman's bed. He stared into the blackness, fearing every moment might be his last. Saul had called forth Samuel to be comforted, but he was met only with more sorrow. Today's story begins with the Philistines gathering for battle against Israel. David is still in Philistine territory, but as we saw yesterday, he would not be a part of the fight. Still, the Philistine army is large and powerful, and King Saul is filled with fear of this mighty enemy. Saul wants comfort. He wants assurance of victory. He wants to hear from God. But Samuel has been dead now for some time. Saul's connection to God is cut off. He seeks other prophets, but God does not listen. He waits for God to speak to him in dreams, but there's no revelation. Saul had strayed far, far from God. He had lived in disobedience and carnality. He had neglected to listen to God for so long that God is not responding to his cries. And so now he's desperate, so desperate that he makes a tragic decision. He appeals to ungodly spiritualism. He seeks counsel from a witch. Desperation is no excuse for sin, ever. And Saul wasn't really seeking God for guidance and wisdom. He was just seeking his own comfort and trying to save his own life. His motives were terribly wrong. Saul's actions were not only a violation of God's law, they violated his own laws. He had given orders to clear the land of all practitioners of spiritism and the occult. But because Saul was desperate, he sends for a necromancer. He disguises himself carefully so that his sin and hypocrisy isn't revealed. He entered the median's home in the town of Endor and made his request. He needed her to summon a spirit from the dead. Even this witch was afraid that this was a trap. 
So Saul swore an oath in the name of the very God he was betraying that she would not be harmed. Saul told her he wanted to speak to the prophet Samuel, who had died. He wants to speak to the dead. To this woman's great surprise and horror, Samuel appeared. This was not an evil spirit pretending to be Samuel, and it wasn't a trick. This was real. She wasn't expecting it. You see, this had nothing to do with her powers. This was God at work, and this woman somehow knew it. She then recognized that it was Saul who'd come to her. Why did you lie to me, she asked in terror. But Saul told her nothing bad would happen to her. Just tell him what she saw. So she told him, and Saul knew it was Samuel. He bowed in reverence, surely thinking he was about to get the comfort that he needed. But then Samuel spoke directly to him, asking why he had disturbed his rest. Saul told Samuel God had fallen silent and he was in distress over the Philistines. Samuel's response was clear. God did exactly as he said he would, because Saul had disobeyed God and turned from him. Not only that, he confirmed what God had already said to Saul. The kingdom would be taken from him. David would soon be the king, sooner than Saul could have imagined. Then Samuel gave Saul the most devastating news in 1 Samuel 28, 19. Moreover, the Lord will give Israel also with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons shall be with me. The Lord will give the army of Israel also into the hands of the Philistines. Saul was devastated, and rather than leave with confidence and comfort, he left with dread, for he knew that God's will could not be changed, and his word would come true. The next time, we'll see how this all plays out in God's plan. Dear God, how we thank you for your word, the Bible. We thank you that these stories are not fables or fairy tales, but these are true stories inspired by your Holy Spirit. Always let us learn the lessons that we need to learn and to believe you and to obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love or know. And by sharing this podcast, we can get the word of God to the world. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.